Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. All right, well, welcome to another edition of Illinois Family Spotlight. Uh, I am your host, David Smith, and my friend Monty Larrick is on special assignment today. And today I am just thrilled to be joined by Darren Bailey and his wife, Cindy Bailey. You may know the name. Somebody named Senator Darren Bailey has been going around the state, stirring up the, the pot, encouraging conservatives and uh, wielding the banner of uh, Christian conservatism. He is a candidate for governor of Illinois. And boy, we need a good conservative candidate running for uh, this seat in Illinois. But before we get there, I want to talk about uh, Darren and Cindy um, and your background and um, your farm and your family and your faith. So welcome, number one. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And number two, tell us about yourselves, how long you've been married how many kids, how many grandkids in the Bailey crew? Well, <laughs> I have grown up uh, and lived in, in Louisville, uh, where we currently, uh, in the area where we currently and live. And I made the mistake once saying Louisville. Louisville, yeah. yeah <laughs> won't make that yeah. mistake again. I've, hey, I've learned that up here. Uh, <laughs> pronouncing the communities and the towns right. is very important. So, uh, But no, and Cindy grew up in, uh, in Neoga, about to 30 minutes north of uh, Louisville. When I was in eighth grade, my uh, father was a president of the North Clay School Board, okay. and our high school needed a principal. Uh, her, her mother and father were originally from Louisville, so he was hired to be uh, our principal. So Cindy's life, uh, she thought, was forever ruined as she was plucked <laughs> away from her friends and, and placed in a, a new uh, hostile environment, supposedly. So uh, that summer... We met at Oil Belt Christian Service Camp for the first time. Oil Belt? Oil Belt. And that's uh, <laughs> our area. Is A lot of people don't realize the 109th district that I originally represented in, as uh, uh, over, over half of the oil produced in Illinois is produced in, in our area. So, so anyway, the church camp down there is Oil Belt Christian Service Camp in Flora, Illinois. We met. And it was kind of love at first sight. So we have uh, we went four well, I don't years. Know if Cindy's <laughs> going to agree with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, actually, she started it. There's a so little more to there's, that. There's more story. to that. So. <laughs> we, we'll... well, Cindy, give us your side of the story. <laughs> that that is really it was love at first sight. Okay. When we got there, though, he, um, he had another girlfriend. Oh. So I had to proceed with caution. Okay. <laughs> but in the end, uh, by the time school started. He invited me to the back-to-school dance. He made a wise decision. He made a wise decision, <laughs> yes. So I strategically planted myself in certain places to ah. get more acquainted with him that summer. So It's funny how the females uh, species does that. <laughs> yes, yes. We God designed us for certain with certain instincts. And I, I even, in a different perspective, but as I get to come here today, David, and um, I just remember even the first time that we met you at an event, and I was really almost starstruck because as I look today at your voter's guide that sits out in your lobby, that's I believe, was my first 
uh, engagement with Illinois Family okay. Institute yeah. way back. And I can remember um, I had requested those, and I took my boys around. One of them was still in a stroller, <laughs> and we knocked on doors in Clay County because it was the first time I had ever had information in my hands that really talked about, you know, what the moral issues were sure. in our um, in our state house. And I was hungry for that and knew as a mom who was raising up my kids in that season of life that that we needed to be in tuned to those things. And so that that I, I appreciated seeing those. And that's where I believe I first became aware of Illinois Family Institute so way important. back and then began to follow you. So whenever a few years ago when Darren became representative and we first met you, I'm like, He's the spearhead of this organization that I value and respect so highly. Well, so thank you, know, you for the opportunity today mm -hmm. to be here. Um, yeah. I'm humbled. Oh, 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 shucks, number one. <laughs> <laughs> number two, uh, I, mean, I praise God for the, the men and women who had the vision to start Illinois Family Institute in 1992. Uh, Dr. Dobson was involved with that. And, well, and, I did not uh, know that. Yes, and our first uh, director was Penny Pullen. Who served in uh, in as a representative from Park Forest? She was the pro-life caucus leader in Illinois, and she got beat by a rhino in a primary who mm. was pro-abort by just like twelve mm. votes. Mm. It was a killer. But mm. so, but then she was blessed to be to be able to head up Illinois Family Institute as our first executive director okay so um i i stand here today because of their faithfulness wow. and the work that wow. they did on the foundation wow so um, well i have great respect for dr dobson and yes. their organization and that too i just shared that with a, a young friend last night about how important they were in the young years absolutely of our life. right right so let me ask, how many years have you been married? So uh, we've been married for 34 years. We were together the four years of high school. We were together uh, two years. So you of, literally uh, married your high school sweetheart. I literally married there my high go. school sweetheart. <laughs> yes. Uh, she went to uh, a, a local junior college and studied uh, dental hygiene. I followed her for two years and studied the ag production, and, and we just wanted to come back to the farm, get married, start work, start raising a family, and that's exactly what we did. So How many I've, kids? We have uh, four children, okay. uh, three Gr sons, one daughter. We have 10 grandchildren no and currently one on the way, Yay. so life is busy, and we love it. That is fantastic. Just You just love that. Um, and are they all involved in the family business, which is a farm business, well, right? You tell it, us a bit about so, that. So, yes, the three, my three sons. Uh, you know, it's interesting. You, you, you wait for the day for your children to come back. I ask them to get out, go to, go to school, uh, learn other trades, work somewhere else, because so I want them to know that they want – because farming's all I've ever known. I've just <laughs> been on the farm, and, I, and, you, and you always look. You know, the grass seems greener on the other side of the fence, so I wanted them to be sure – of what they were doing so sure enough uh, the, my three sons all returned to the farm and they're doing an amazing job at bailey family farm uh, keeping that going uh, our daughter is married to a local youth and worship minister okay but she works with cindy a uh, different type of crop there set different it, that's <laughs> right. right but the harvest is still <laughs> the, uh, right. it's still the same principle we're planting and we're harvesting Amen. So isn't that good that's right so no we cindy and i have a, just a, an immense uh, passion for children. I served for 17 years on the North Clay School Board. Uh, the last 12 of those is board president. Cindy started the uh, the, the PTA there and uh, started. You know, just just we we 
were very involved. We've always been very involved in our church and our school. And then God opened the door a few years ago to open a, a Christ-centered uh, a private school, Full Armor Christian Academy. So, so tell us a little bit more about that. Why did you do that, Cindy? Well, I have shared with, again, with young mothers and parents many times that we should never underestimate the faith of a child. Right. And the journey began because of our youngest son, Mason, who's now um, 22 and married and expecting their second child. He came to us in his eighth grade year of public school. And like Darren said, you know, we love our school. We love our community. We all graduated from there. And but he came to us his eighth grade year, a little before Christmas and and said he wanted to be homeschooled during high school. And me especially, I knew that that responsibility would fall on my shoulders because Darren's, you know, farming and busy. busy. And I, at the time, was a small business owner and enjoyed that and didn't, you know, and plus going into high school, I take education very seriously and do not want to do things without doing them well. And I didn't know if I was even in the flesh capable. And so, but being the mother of the fourth child has become wiser over the years. And rather than just saying, experience under your nope, belt. we're not doing that. Well, let's think about that. Let's, we challenged Mason in his faith to pray about it. And we did that as a family uh, during his last semester in public school. And Darren and I have even testified before, honestly, Darren and I still were hesitant about moving forward with it as the end of school for him that year approached. But he was resolute that that was what he wanted to do. And part of that, I believe, the timing of the older boys, his brothers, who, you know, he respects and honors the importance of that and him seeing they were back to the farm and he knew with, um, you know, cut out a lot of the the things that take up time during the school day. Yeah. He could just get up early and right. and come and do his school He was more work. efficient. Yes, yes. And then he could go to the farm and be with his dad and his brothers yes. in the afternoon. Yes. And he, he understood that. And so that's... Um, that's what we we supported so, that. So, Cindy, you guys talk about, you prayed about it yes, before you did this. Yes, prayed and fasted so tell, about that. So tell me, the centrality of faith in your lives, tell me a little bit about that. Well, we're all on a journey. Yep. And I believe that, um, you know, the dangerous place in our lives and in our faith is if we ever think we've arrived. Right. <laughs> and aren't growing and, you know, aren't aren't pursuing and learning and, and, and just, it's, it's like a, it's a love relationship with a Christ. And, you know, as much as I love my husband on this side of eternity, the love that I have for my savior is even more indescribable. And with any healthy relationship, you know, it takes work and you have to pursue that. And through that, um, that's, that so is it what like we've, you take the first commandment pretty seriously. Very Love the seriously. Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, yes. and strength. Yes. And then the second is like it. 
Love right. your husband as your is. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, yeah, really, it is. He's uh, he is uh, my very best soulmate. Amen. Yes. Amen. So, why do you think it's important? Going back to the the whole Christian day school thing, you've started one in uh, uh, Louisville, uh, uh, this Full Armor Christian Academy, and now you have one in Albany, Illinois, as well. And tell me a little bit about that. Why is it important that you have a place where local families can get a Christian education instead of a secular and, and increasingly godless yeah. education, especially up here in the northwest suburbs and yeah. southwest suburbs? I'll, I'll let Darren dive into that through his perspective. But one thing I want to I'd like to say is you know, in our area, that was part of the reservation too, a beginning, mm-hmm. stepping into the homeschool journey with Mason, because in our area, homeschooling is not res- well respected. There isn't any private Christian schools down in our area. Okay. There wasn't, wasn't at the time wow. that people could, you know, participate in if it didn't you know if homeschooling couldn't work out for them with being working moms whatever and so you know we have also just through god growing that we've seen how people are hungry for it david and that's what when we began when we moved out of just moved out of the um the homeschooling cooperative idea and moved it into the place of private um, non-public school private Christian education we didn't do a lot of marketing you know people got there was interest right and so when we actually began the school we went from one boy then it evolved into 20 over a course of three years and then when we realized this is bigger there's there's an interest then we we were we acquired a property that was far beyond what we had imagined. And that's a wonderful story, but I I can't go that deep today. And so we actually began the third year um, with 85 students. That's good, respectful. Right, and then we finished up this school year with 180 students. Oh, that's great. So, you know, God has grown it, but it's, We've done our But you're part. also fundraising because there's right. a great need, right? right? Definitely, because we don't receive any funds from... From the state. Right. We don't want any because so, those usually come with big conditions. strings. <laughs> yes, most definitely. And so the second school then was just birthed at the end of last school year. Okay. And um, it uh, was already established, but it had lost some of its momentum and the the folks there in charge came to came to me and said, would you be interested in in considering the idea of, we love what you're doing in yeah. Louisville, would you consider doing that in Olney? Beautiful. And so they just basically handed it to us. And it was a perfect scenario because our daughter and her husband that's serving in the ministry, that is their county. That's where they are already Richmond County living, yep. and uh, so Abigail took that uh, and has just done a fantastic oh, job. Praise the Lord! Yeah. So you know, at IFI, we've been saying for a while now that churches need to consider their children as a mission field. Amen. They need to put aside money, just like they do for foreign missions. Amen. For scholarships, for Christian schools, so they, that that. 
the 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 the, the hardworking family can afford it, or the single mother can afford it. And um, what do you think of that? The churches need to step up. I, and- I could not agree with you more. And that's, that has been a lot of the motivation why Darren served yeah. on school board sure. for the, the many years that he did. Because not every child had the opportunities like the Bailey kids did. You know, they And so just that mindset of we can be missionaries there. Yes. But... I think that's where Darren needs to pick up and just, you know, expand upon the culture of how I don't think that I don't think that, um, you know, from what we've seen, especially the last few years serving here in the legislature, that we still value the public schools. All right. Before we let Darren pick up on that, I want to ask you one more question. So um, there may be somebody listening to this podcast right now thinking, you know, that's a wonderful idea to start a school. How do I go about doing that? Maybe there's, you know, there's somebody in Southern Illinois, Western Illinois, who knows, mm-hmm. who says there's nothing around us here. What would you advise them to do? How to, how to go about it? Obviously, start with prayer, but... Yeah, prayer and, and fasting is, is that's just critical. That's Absolutely. the priority. And um, I've said more than once the last eight years, I'm in over my head. And I honestly, but I believe that's the best place for us Amen. to be Amen. whenever we're venturing out on something that is far bigger than than ourselves. And God has blessed that time and time again through our own experience of of Christian education and beginning the school. And He continues to honor and give us the the people, the insight, and that that is unquestionably the way to do it. We don't have a formula and um, we're continuing to just tweak and, and, you know, move forward and grow. But most of all, we want to protect the spiritual integrity. You know, Cindy, when, when my wife and I started homeschooling um, with our oldest son, uh, we went in thinking we could do a better job than the schools, the public schools. And that Mm -hmm. was in Chicago. I grew up in Chicago and we could do better academically. But then we caught the vision that biblical character yes. and impressing upon our children of the, our faith was number one. Academics is number two. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's made a big difference in the way we approach things. And the, the fact is, the godless left, I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> While you're recomposing yourself, I would do want to add to, to your question to Cindy. Uh, FullArmorChristianAcademy.com. If anyone's out there and wanting to know something, send Cindy a, an email. Contact us. Uh, Illinois Homeschool Association with Kirk Smith. He's down in the, the 109th district. Uh, there are many resources. Uh, we would love. It's 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 ridiculously easy to get things going. Many people are intimidated by the thought of the process, but Illinois is a very free and lax with with homeschool education. But right. that also is is coming under attack. So sure. Reach out to us, and we will help. Uh, send Cindy an email at fullarmorchristianacademy.com, and she will. Uh, we, we've got a list of, uh, of resources we will and, send and, out. And if you want to send a donation to Full Armor Christian Academy, she would be thrilled. You know, um, they operate on a shoestring budget, and many of the teachers, I suppose, right. are doing this because they believe in it, not because they're getting paid very well. That's Yes, you're right, right on there. Yeah. 
All right, so when we come back in the second half, let's talk about the condition, the education condition in Illinois, and why it's so important to establish Christian schools and promote homeschooling and all these other options that we have. All right, stay tuned. We'll be right back. We celebrate his birth, but not his beginning. The Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father. The Nicene Creed's description of God the Son, the second person of the Trinity, was written to counteract the heresy that Jesus was just another creation. John 1 clarifies the Son is actually the very agent of creation and the eternal God himself. And what C.S. Lewis describes as the central event of human history, the Son took on humanity a mortal body from the Virgin Mary and a soul untainted by Adam's sin. He did this for us and for our salvation to bear the weight of our guilt and rise again to be our high priest. He's the fulfillment of the ancient promise. My dwelling place will be with them. I will be their God and they will be my people. In Jesus, our God is with us. With today's point, I'm John Stone Street. Do you know that the time your children spend in school for one year is as much time as they will spend in church in over five years? Why would we want our children to be in a school that denies God and His truth? Christian Liberty Academy was founded in 1968 to provide a place that would affirm and strengthen what our children learn at home and in their churches. We have a great location in Arlington Heights, outstanding faculty and facilities, a strong biblical worldview emphasis, and an affordable tuition price compared to similar schools. We provide a comprehensive and accredited curriculum that will prepare your child for college and beyond. From preschool all the way through 12th grade, discover the positive difference that Christian Liberty Academy can make in their education and life. Schedule a personal tour today and get more information at ChristianLibertyAcademy.com or call 847-385-2013. Okay, so we're back here at Illinois Family Spotlight with State Senator Darren Bailey and his wonderful wife, Cindy. And we're talking about education, uh, the fact that they've created a school called Full Armor Christian Academy, and they have two locations, one in Louisville and one in Alney, Illinois. And, um, and Darren, you served as a school board member for many years. You were school board president and you saw what was going on uh, behind the curtain, you might say, right? And now as a state lawmaker, two years in the state house, two years, well, first year now in the state senate, um, you see what they are pushing legislatively mandating on our schools. The godless left has a stranglehold and they're making disciples of their religion you might say that's my way i'm saying it they're making we're you know as christians we're called to make disciples of jesus christ while the left is making disciples of satan you might say i know that sounds harsh but it is they're calling comprehensive sex ed a good thing right anyway 
What's your perspective of all this with your experience on a school board? Thank you for serving. Your experience in the House of Representatives, thank you for serving. And now you're ser serving as a state senator and running for governor. Thank you for putting yourself out there. But you see this. You, you understand it. Yes, yeah, so I was blessed to go to Russia in 1994 and go to military bases and hand out Bibles. Christian generals in 1994 in Russia were standing up and telling us, and many with this group came back, they came to our church uh, later, and they stood and they told us, we see the writing on the wall because we have been there. We will be sending missionaries to America. And I said... Wait in minute, 19 Russia's going to send... This was in 1994. Whoa. They said, because you guys are headed down the wrong path. And I said, and I just, I, I, I chuckled to myself. I'm like, yeah, right. We're here. And, and, and what, what, you know, Satan is crafty. He is smart. And unfortunately, uh, we, we've, we're falling into his trap. We're losing the grip of our future, yeah. our youth, our children. And, and Russia knew that. So, you know, on, on this journey that I'm on, I encourage men and women who are serving on the school boards uh, to stand up and take control of their schools. Amen. Now, yes, the state uh, hands out these unfunded mandates. There's always strings attached. And then we become, you know, captured with the thought of the idea that, well, in order to have this money, we've got to do whatever is demanded of us. And it is becoming more and more wicked and evil every day. So I'm, uh, you know, first and foremost, I'm challenging duly elected school board members to stand up, shake these chains off, and take back their schools. As governor, that's going to be one of the first items that I address Amen. is getting these unfunded mandates out of the way and letting school boards have control of their schools. That is very important. But otherwise, until then, uh, we have a duty to protect our children. Amen. And uh, and like I said, Illinois does have a, a bright spot in the simple fact that uh, we are very free uh, with our uh, homeschool. There's you know, not there, many there's regulations. None. There's no law. There's none. There's right. literally none. Yeah, you just all, well, with the exception of just You've got to do these core and, subjects, right? right. That's core it. subjects and just keeping, uh, you know, keeping track of the, uh, of, of the, uh, what the child's taught. So, and it's very, very done right. Uh, it's an amazing thing. It's not across the board perfect, but in general, they are outperforming public school kids academically, and we know morally, spiritually, for the most part. Uh, you make such a great point, Darren. Um, it's becoming more and more wicked. And the schools are just because of the academic failure. I mean, they're not concentrating on reading, writing, and arithmetic anymore. Right. They're teaching critical race theory and and lesbian dance theory. Okay, that's a joke. Um, but uh, you know, they're 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 teaching all these social engineering things, right? right to divide our country, to indoctrinate little voters who are um, going to vote on the left side of things, right? Right. With the and, Democratic and Party. I'm going to contend that definitely through the academic side, it's dumbing down yes. what our students and their performance on the other side. You know, and that's a, a beautiful a beautiful thing when you're using the biblical worldview curriculum and you are providing an atmosphere in your school, whether it's at home with moms and or whether it's in a private school, when you're you're providing an atmosphere that is pretty much drama free, <laughs> that frees up your kids to learn yeah, and to yeah. be 
learning the the things that they're supposed to be doing in school and i've seen it it's it's just a beautiful beautiful thing um of so what's the purpose of these schools the schools are supposed to be producing or help equipping students to become productive members of society right? right and they're not doing that they're failing them they're actually what they're doing is fostering dependence upon yes. the state promoting daycares about what the public school has been rele- relegated and, to in, in in future dependence on the state right so yes. the state has to get bigger and bigger and bigger right yes. so more excuses for higher taxes and all this other right. stuff yes so um now in, in your point on the worldview is so good cindy because um our kids need to be equipped with a judeo-christian worldview right mm-hmm. and understanding if, if we hope to keep freedom in america right. But if they don't get that Judeo-Christian biblical worldview, they're being equipped with something else, we're going to get socialism. Right. And then, not too far after that, full-blown communism, right? Right. And that's the, the path we're headed down. So, um, in, in, you know, when we think about this last session, Darren, where we had legislators fighting on the floor and you you did a great job and thank you for standing up time and time again on the senate floor and previously on the house floor and pushing back you called that uh, sex ed bill i think it was or was it the tampon for boys bill i can't remember but you said this is ludicrous or this is crazy well i called the uh, sex ed bill perversion perversion and it's interesting the because the uh, one of the democrats <laughs> uh, right? they sure did they the democrats stood up and they wanted the word so so they know <laughs> they wanted the word perversion stricken from the bill number 1 and then once we left the chambers they tried to turn it to say that I was calling the Democrat Party or people of different beliefs perverted. So press reached out to us, and we were able to clarify that. I was talking about the bill. That bill, Senate Bill 818, is a is is nothing less than perversion. So a friend of mine who runs a abstinence and marriage partnership ministry told me just the other day that the national sex education standards has been updated to include critical race theory language so what was bad before and it was bad is even gotten worse uh over the last year uh and this is what senate bill 818 is tied to they want our kids starting in kindergarten through 12th grade to be taught these quote-unquote standards which includes close your ears cindy how the hows and descriptions of anal sex to sixth graders. Oh my gosh, holy smokes, what are we doing? And then you had Linda Holmes stand up on the Senate floor saying, when is knowledge a bad thing? I don't know if you saw what I wrote on that. I said, wait a minute, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, God said, don't do it. Because what? Knowledge of evil won't be good for you. And what are we doing? We're teaching them knowledge of evil. And then we're going to wonder why STDs, STIs, unplanned pregnancies, abortions, depression, all these things are going to skyrocket because what are we doing? We're living outside what God's standards are. We're doing national sex education standards and totally forgetting God's standards for sex. It's a gift, right? (laughs) With eight kids, I can tell you, it's a gift, right? (laughs) Right? Right. So it's supposed to be used in the proper context that God prescribes for us, 
right. not what the Democrats prescribe for us. I'd, I'd add human trafficking. There's another Prostitution. one. Absolutely. Those will also be on the increase. And why have we seen here in Illinois a increase in abortions? Because a former governor, <clears throat> I won't even call him a Republican, signed into law taxpayer funding of abortion. And now we have people coming across the border into Illinois. Oh, right. and by the way, why did the big abortionists put three new abortion clinics in Illinois? One not too far away from St. Louis, one not too far away from Gary, Indiana, one not too far away from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Right. Gee, I wonder why. Right. And we get 8,000 people come across the border a year to kill their babies? Wow. Wow. At our expense, right? Right. We're paying for it. Right. Unbelievable. You're right. So this is going to lead to that. Why did Planned Parenthood get behind this bill? Gee, I wonder why. It's good for their business. Good, good for the bottom line. And what about this tampon for boys? I I have to tell you, Jill Tracy, your colleague, asked, asked a great question yes, of the sponsor did. of the bill. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Isn't it just girls who menstruate? And the, the, the sponsor of the bill, what was it? Yeah, it was uh, Karina Villa. It was, it was embarrassing that... Um, who took Senator Oberweiss' spot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, Jeanette Ward should have won that one. But anyway... Mm-hmm. Uh, she says it's for anyone who menstruates. Wait, what? Huh? Wait a minute. Is, aren't they the party of science, Darren? That's exactly <laughs> what we challenged them on. That's exactly it. And even, so this goes down into fourth grade. Yes. You know, fourth graders. And, and then she contended that, well, maybe a boyfriend, maybe, maybe the girlfriend needs, needs a, you know, feminine hygiene product. And the boyfriend can take fourth graders. Right. Again, perverted. So This is what's going on in our government schools. Plus, you've got this critical race theory. So they're being taught that white people are inherently bad just because of their skin color. Oh, wait a minute. This is crazy. Weren't we taught a long time ago by Reverend? Martin Luther King, by the way, the, the the culture today, you'll hear the news media call him Dr. Martin Luther King, but they avoid the fact that he was Reverend Martin Luther King. Hmm. They don't want to acknowledge his tie to God, right? Hmm. His devotion to God. Who's, and he was paraphrasing when he said that, I hope my children are judged by the content of the character and not the color of their skin. He was paraphrasing the Bible, mm-hmm. which says God judges the heart of man not the outward appearance right. of man, right. right? And that's what our call is. We're supposed to be like God. We're supposed to judge you. You know, uh, you're a nice guy. Well, then, you know, great. If you're a jerk, well, okay, probably going to avoid you, right. <laughs> you know, type of deal. Right. But um, this is what they're teaching in our schools to divide our culture into smaller and smaller groups, easier to um, um, take us over, like you said. Control. Yeah. So. Pick up where you were saying about this 1994 and the Russians saying we're going to send missionaries to you uh, in the future because of the way our culture is going. Yeah. So, and like I said, I I, I had to smirk at that because I I certainly couldn't imagine that. And especially as fast as this has uh, been coming down, I mean, you know, in our uh, in our public school systems, we are graduating. Uh, young people we're allowing them turning them loose in the world sometimes they can't read sometimes they can't add and subtract many times they simply don't know their history you know there's a problem there that's what education needs to be focused on we need to be teaching our children you know common sense we need to be teaching our children to be able to work to you know to be productive in life and instead 
uh, we're 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 tearing public education apart and uh, and instilling these uh, ridiculous, sickening. Uh, social ideas. engineering social pro- engineering that's right that. russia's been down that road before and they knew that so and so at illinois family institute we're calling for grandparents and parents church leaders um to make a call and to get people out of um our students i should say out of the government schools and into christian education whether it be a christian day school like full armor christian academy or a homeschool, or a co-op, or any of these other options that we have. There's a lot of great options out there, and we're going to be talking about that more and more at IFI. I totally agree, and I I understand that, and that's, uh, you know, we have to do something. We're doing nothing except allowing this. The people in these uh, areas who are electing uh, these Democrat representatives and senators, you know, they need to wake up, and it's and it's the you know I think it's the role and the duty of the church uh, that uh, obviously I believe is responsible for this great constitutional republic Amen. that we live in. That's right. And the time has come, as I, I love quoting Ben Franklin when he came out of uh, you know Independence Hall and was asked what they did. Uh, he said, "Well, we've given you a republic." If, if you, you can, can keep, keep it. it. And here we are. Who <laughs> in the right. world would have thought, even 10 years ago, that we would be where we are at today? So it, right. is a, it is time again for the church to stand up, to speak up, to embolden itself, and take back our children however we must do that. And we need to influence the culture. The church has got to influence the culture yes. and right. stop being influenced yes. by the world. But I want to go back to something that you said, too, Darren, earlier about take back your school boards. Um I, and I agree with that. While we're calling for kids, students to be pulled from the government schools, we as taxpayers need to be good stewards of our resources. I don't know about you, Darren, but I'm paying a gob of money to my local school district in my property taxes. And, um, uh, you know, I don't use the school, but they're using that against my values, aren't they? Teaching these right. kids. And so we need to take back our school boards and be good stewards even if our kids aren't there, even if our grandkids aren't there, because what? The love of God compels us to look out for our neighbors, right? right? That's right. I think it's important to just point out, you know, that Darren champions, just like he did the, the many years he served on school board, he's, cha- you know, we look at this as an opportunity serving as a, a representative and now senator and 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 moving forward governor you know we want to champion for schools yeah. and that's why he serves on many of the education committees because you know we our hope is that public school is restored because not every family is capable or even you know able to homeschool or to afford private Christian education. And so, you know, and there are so many. I've always viewed teaching as a mission, a mission being a mission field in and of itself. That's right. And so, you know, we are not against, but we want, until there is some type of a, a restoration or or a... But education shouldn't be one-sided, right? Right. Teaching this liberal nonsense um it should be neutral, but if they're going to teach, you know, I have to tell you the story. So um, years back, there was a, um, I suppose I can even tell his name. There was a professor uh, at a downtown Chicago public school, a very well-known uh, 
magnet school, so it was a very well-attended, very wealthy area, downtown Chicago, who would invite me year after year at the end to go, come to his AP government class and make a presentation. Now, I would come and talk about why marriage is one man, one woman, why abortion is wrong, and all these things, and the kids would challenge me, which was great. But you know what? He brought in the next day the ACLU to give the flip view. He'd bring in the border control people, the Minutemen people, right? And then he'd bring in the open border people. He'd bring in the gun control people, and then he'd bring in the Illinois State Rifle Association, right? To give both sides. Now that's an education. Right. Present both sides. Right. You know? Help them to be good thinkers. Right. So I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But when you're just teaching one side and t- teaching them that, um, you know, those Bible thumpers <laughs> are wrong and evil and bad uh, and because they have different views than you then uh, or hateful. I mean, that's right. That's the name calling bigots, right. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a problem. Right. 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 Yeah. right. So so I'm with you, Cindy. We need to get the, 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 the schools back to neutrality or even parity when it comes to teaching both sides of an issue. You know, don't just teach global warming. Teach the, the, the those who say, no, it's not really a problem, right? Right. You know, teach both right. sides. Right. Just not one side. When that's, anyway. <laughs> right, right. So let's let's talk real quick before we end this podcast, and we're going to do part two after this. But um, tell us about your campaign and your website. And um, I, I, I hesitate to even say, tell them where you're going to be, because you're all over the place, Darren. You're, you're, you're north, south, east, west. You're all over the place. And I think you're so smart doing this. You're going to the grassroots. While other candidates might be thinking, I need to get the big donors, the establishment guys, you're going to the people that matter, yeah. in my opinion. God provides what we need, and he will continue to do so. So we're, we're focusing on the people. This is about the people. So baileyforillinois.com, you can go to our webpage. You can, uh, you can click on the uh, uh, volunteer tab and put your name and your information down. You will be, get a follow-up call and to find out where your uh, skill set and what you're interested in doing. There's an events tab. Uh, that you can click on to invite. Cindy and I love to travel the state and worship at, in, in, in churches with the, you know, the, with the larger family sure. every Sunday. If you've got events, uh, 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 click on that event. Our schedulers will reach out to you and uh, and, and set something up. And uh, we've got everything else. There's information about us. There's a there's a link to donate. But then most probably most importantly is our uh, Facebook page and uh, Darren Bailey for Governor Bailey for Illinois. I've got two active Facebook page, one stateside, one's campaign. But when you look at the uh, the messaging that we do, you'll understand where we're at. And that's what I challenge people. A lot of people come to me and they want to know, you know, what my Second Amendment beliefs are, what my uh, what my ideas for pensions are, what my ideas are for education, and, and even and even life. And I challenge people that if you've got the time and if you don't know for sure what I stand for, or if, if you think that anything that I say is conflicted with anything that I have said, everything's recorded from all the way back to <laughs> September of 2017, whenever I first announced. And uh, you just you just take your time, you trail back on my Facebook page, and you'll see that my message from day one, thinking that I would probably term limit myself a state representative for 10 years, I only served one term, two years, then moving into the Senate, honestly thinking that I would probably just term limit myself out at 10 years as Illinois senator for our district, and then, uh, you know, move on to something else. But then God continues to open the doors of 
of opportunity, and and uh, we just uh, you know we kind of like Joshua one nine, you know, be strong and courageous, and and we've just got a mission of saving Illinois is the heartland of America. Amen. Uh, we believe that uh, Illinois is going to be the catalyst of change for this entire country, and I believe that what takes place in the next four to eight years in Illinois uh, will become the, the, the lighthouse that will spread from coast to coast. I firmly believe that. I see God working in that, but the church is going to have to stand up, support, help, encourage, work alongside in order for this to, uh, to come to fruition. You know, it's, it's almost like our individual faith, right? Um, God makes the Holy Spirit available to us, but we got to cooperate with him, yeah, don't right, we? We've right. got to work Amen. with him. That's why Paul says, work out your faith with fear and trembling, Amen. right? So it's the same thing is, is the point. church needs to work. It's even God's working. He's ready to work. Right. But he's like, I'm waiting on you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, and, and I, my hope and prayer, Darren, seriously, is that more and more people wake up. You know, yes. even the, the Democrats and those who have failed to vote in the past, because, you yeah. know, we've got you know quite a few people in the, in the state of Illinois who have failed to vote. Right. Well, we can't do that anymore. We right. have got to take back. It's we the people. So um, and they so, are waking up. We've been invited to the churches in the south side of Chicago. We, and we've been very well received there. And when we challenge them with the message yes. of, of, you know, why we are here and, and what they have been, what different groups have been able to do about it. Uh, it makes them think, and I we're hearing a lot of people uh, call back to us and and ask for just a little bit more information. What can we do? And and uh, that's what we love doing. We love expelling this hope and then putting it into action. Wonderful. So Bailey for Illinois dot com. Yes, and that's F O R yes. or the number. Yep. And then your Facebook page. It's Governor. No, Bailey for Governor. Bailey for Governor, or you can simply type in Bailey for Illinois as well, and that page will pop and up. And almost every day, or every day, do you every do day. a every day, even Sundays, you well, do a devotion? It, the, the devotions pretty well are scheduled most of the time, 8 to uh, eight in the morning, uh, just Monday through Friday. Okay. But routinely, if I'm, a, I'm up early in God's Word, and if I see something that just I've got to share, I may randomly throughout the day, uh, make a live post. Isn't and technology wonderful? Technology. Facebook said people, you look and, and you know, we're pushing 70,000 likes and followers. And these people, <laughs> that, um, our friends, they're engaged. They are radically engaged Absolutely. because they are hungry for something different. Well, so I, I love watching your daily updates and devotionals because I get an update from you uh, inside baseball, right? You yes. know, what's going on yes. at the Capitol. But then we also get a word of encouragement. And, you know, you need the word right. because you need the encouragement. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so I appreciate that. All right, baileyforillinois.com. Let's do a second podcast in part two and uh, let people know what you think about certain things going on in this past legislative session. All right. Um, with that said, I want to thank you for listening to this edition of the Illinois Family Spotlight. Please save the date, October 29th. Dr. Erwin Lutzer will be our keynote speaker at our banquet this year. And um, last year we weren't able to do it because of the stupid COVID lockdown. And um, and our Darren, our favorite venue, went bankrupt because yeah. they couldn't do conferences yeah. and marriages and all these things. So uh, the mm. Stone Gate in Hoffman Estate is mm. no longer available, but we'll be at the Carlisle in Lombard uh, with Dr. Erwin Lutzer on October 29th. So save the date. With that said, God bless you. May you go out, shine the light of Jesus, spread the salt of the gospel, 
uh, to a world that is in desperate need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.